0: and welcome to In My Mug, episode 300D, I'm your host as always, Stephen Layton, and as always, welcome to In My Mug, and welcome to some news. Okay, so some news... We have some lovely new graphics on the site. Okay, so some news. We have some lovely new graphics on the site. Uh, You should go check them out. The new banners, new brew guide links, and new icons for the brew guides. Little bit of a spring clean, even though it's August, so it's a little bit late for a spring clean. Maybe it's an autumn clean. Even though it's August, so it's a little bit late for a spring clean. Maybe it's an autumn clean. I don't know, it's a clean anyway. Uh, Go check them out, please do let me know what you think. Uh, we have a bank holiday coming up next Monday, um, we will be closed just for that Monday, but just be aware if you're sticking an ordering what you think. Uh, we have a bank holiday coming up next Monday, um, we will be closed just for that Monday, but just be aware if you're sticking an ordering on Thursday, Friday, just be aware of that Monday uh, not being here to roast stuff, so uh, yes, in your calendars. Have you tried the coffee flower tea yet? If not, you should, because the stocks are disappearing very quickly. We have more of some than the others. Um, The varietals, that is. Um, So unless you ordinate, you won't get to try all of those different varietals, so you should definitely do that. And that was the news. The varietals, that is. Um, So unless you ordinate, you won't get to try all of those different varietals, so you should definitely do that. And that was the news. Um, So now it's time for Focus On. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about why Costa Ricans have such long coffee names. Why Costa Ricans have such long coffee names? So I guess asked a lot about why Costa Rican coffee names are so long. It's one of the most. So I guess asked a lot about why Costa Rican coffee names are so long. It's one of the most frequent emails we get. Um, so in this week's Focus On, I'm gonna try and explain it to you. And I'm gonna use this week's coffee as, uh, as the example, if you like. So the first part, Costa Rica, well, it's very obvious. Not Costa Rica, well, it's very obvious. It's from the country of Costa Rica. Um, think Arbar. Now, in this case, it's the name of the micro mill where the coffee is processed. Um, it's normal in Costa Rica that some families own a few farms. This family owns two, uh, it's all name. Um, and on the mill, they can process the smaller lots into even smaller lots, so they can keep the identity of the farms, uh, but they include the mill name in there. Um, the, this week's coffee, we actually bought the depulper for the mill there, but they've also got drying patios. Also got drying patios and lots of other things going on. So, <clears throat> and that's where the family home is as well, where the mill, uh, the mill is. And then you've got El Oasis. Now, El Oasis is the name of the farm. Uh, this family has said on two farms. We did El Mantial uh, in episode three hundred and seven, which is the other farm. Then the next part, of the name is Red Honey. Now, this is the process. Uh, when it's pulped, when the cherries removed, they leave a little extra mucilage on. Uh, this is a common thing in Costa Rica. Uh, you could just call it pulp natural, but the fact that we know it's a red honey, so that we keep finding new pieces for. Uh, when we first found it in 2013, I had virtually no information on it. Um, it didn't even have a name back then. Um, it was just uh, Carlos Arieta, and that was it. Um, I say on the visits, the last two years, so this week's coffee, it's the third year of having it. Um, and every year we find out a little bit more and a little bit more about the farm. It's like a jigsaw that we keep finding new pieces for. Uh, when we first found it in 2013, I had virtually no information on it. Um, just uh, Carlos Arietta Arieta and that was it. Um, as I say on the visits, the last two years, I found out more and more and the relationships got stronger and stronger. Um, back in 2013, uh, I was at the exporter's office in Costa Rica, uh, the last day I was about to be adored it, and um, cupping away and he's like, this is really good. And uh, I said, oh, well, the, the, the guy's actually here. Um, this ensued the worst negotiation that I've ever, ever had for coffee. Um, it, um, it is really a coffee 101 on not, how not to buy uh, specialty coffee. So I asked Carlos, I was like, so how much do you want for this coffee? And he replied, how much do you like it? And I think he could tell by the way I was dancing around the cupping table. And how much do you like it? And I think he could tell by the way I was dancing around the cupping table and going, this is amazing that I liked it a lot. So I said, a lot. And he said, then I'd like a lot, please. Um, And I said, okay. And um, luckily for me, At that moment in my life, I would have given Carlos my house, my car, my pension plan, my savings, anything he wanted for that coffee. But we agreed a price, um, a price that rewarded Carlos for what was an amazing coffee, um, and by far the higher to live and and some savings. Um, So yes, coffee buying can be very emotional sometimes, and uh, that was definitely the most emotional I ever got about about buying coffee. Um, Back then, The farm didn't have a name, as I said, it was called Carlos Rieta and that was it. That was all we knew about it. And then the next year when I went back, uh, because they got extra money, the family had spent quite a bit of extra money um, on the farm, so they decided to call the mill, Arbar. but everything was new. Um, And uh, before they'd sold to us, they'd just sold to the local co-op, and they had no interaction with buyers. They had no idea what they could get for their coffee. But all of these investments in infrastructure have been really good. Um, and then I found out that they had uh, also where they live. Um, they built drying tables. They built a small nursery. Uh, they didn't have a depulper on the farm. They were actually paying for that depulper. That coffee to be depulped at a neighbour's farm. Um, but everything was new, uh, which had been really good. Um, and then I found out that they had two farms. So it wasn't just Carlos Arieta and it wasn't just Arbar, but they had this one, El Oasis, um, which was the coffee that we first bought. And then there was El Mantial, which is the coffee that we reviewed in 3.07. First bought. And then there was El Mantial, which is the coffee that we reviewed in 3.07. Um, the farms are located in the Western Valley, uh, near the town of Lourdes de Naranjo, uh, altitude of 1,600 metres, has has uh, altitude of 1,600 metres, has mostly katura with a tiny bit of um, and they have plans to plant some micro lots uh, in the future. Um, but the farm doesn't produce a great deal. It produces around about 1,500 kilos. It's mostly katura with a tiny bit of Um and they have plans to plant some micro lots uh, in the future. Um, but the farm doesn't produce a great deal. It produces around about... 1500 kilograms a year 1.5 tons um, and it was only when he started working with the exporter who we buy from that obviously the, the the link came together now last year you may remember this coffee was a little bit more expensive than it is now um, in fact the first year it was even more expensive and that was because there was so little of it um, apps, um, and for some reason like he not he wanted to find a buyer but never been able to find a buyer um, and it was only when he started working with the exporter who we buy from that obviously the, the, the link came together. Now last year you made it a little bit more expensive than it is now. Um, in fact the first year it was even more expensive and that was because there was so little of it. Um, and we really wanted to reward uh, Carlos because he brought more coffee. We negotiated a better price. But last year we sold it for 7 pounds eight extra. Um, you did that. Not me. You. Uh, you guys who buy the coffee meant that he can now have more control. He can save more money. Um, so ultimately, that dipulpa will, will pay for itself many times over. Um, but more importantly, something back to the farm. Um, you may know Roland from Roland's Daft Fact. Well, Roland is obviously part of the roasting team here, but he'd never been to Origin, uh, never been to a producing country. So this year as part of his Development, which is really to just getting out my hair. which is really just getting out my hair for a week. Um, we sent him to Costa Rica to be a judge on the Cup of Excellence competition, um, and uh, he actually did a really good blog while he was away. So if you go to hasblog.co.uk, you can go and read about his Costa Rican adventure, hosting team here. But he'd never been to Origin, uh, never been to a producing country. So this year as part of his. Development, which was really just getting out of my hair for a week. Um, we sent him to Costa Rica to be a judge on the Cup of Excellence competition. Um, and uh, you can go and read about his Costa Rican adventure. And this was uh, back in March this year. Um, but really interesting read. And also on Too Much Coffee.com, he posted some Costa Rican facts up there. So you should go and check those out and uh, and, and look it up. So we should go through the figures. So the the country of course figures. So the, the country of course is Costa Rica. It's from the Western Valley. Nearest city is Lordes de Naranjo. The farm is called El Oasis. The farmer is Carlos Arrieta. Uh, the micro mill is called Finca Arba. The altitude is sixteen hundred metres above sea level. It, Finca Arbar, the altitude is sixteen hundred metres above sea level. It is a mixture of Cadura, Catayi, and I think yeah, Villasarchi, and it is a red honey. Right, so we should go and do this week's map bit, which I know is pretty good. So here we are, waving you off as always, and we're going up, up and away. Now we've done this map bit before, we did El Mantiel, which is the, the, the neighbouring farm that's also owned by uh, Carlos, um, but we're going to have a Slantiel, which is the the, the neighbouring farm that's also owned by uh, Carlos. Um, But we're going to have a slightly different view of it today. We're focusing on Central America. I always find it weird that Mexico isn't part of Central America. Don't know why I find it weird, but it's unusual. Um, Because it really is. It's not North America. I always find it weird that Mexico isn't part of Central America. don't know why I find it weird, but it's unusual, because um, it really is. It's not North America. But we're focusing on Costa Rica, uh, and there's very two distinct regions in Costa Rica. The bottom little tag there, that's tarrazu and then we've got the Central and Western Valleys of America. But we're focusing on Costa Rica, uh, and there's very two distinct regions in Costa Rica. The bottom little tag there, that's tarrazu and then we've got the Central and Western Valleys that we're looking at today. So the Tem- Tempesk River Bridge that connects the mainland to the Nakoya pe- Peninsula, Peninsula was a gift from Taiwan. I wonder if it's got a little Made in Taiwan stamp on it. I hope it has. That would really make me happy. Um, so we're going down. Quite a funky way to go down there. And we're going um, right down to the details here. And you can see that we've got, um, we've got the uh, and different sides of the road. So you can see to the left... Is the, uh, is the house and the, the mill part as well, so you've got uh, all of Arbar in view, and then you've got this amazing view of the topography, and it really is super pretty. Now, right by where El Mantial is, you've all... Anyway, that was the map bit. Told you it was a good one, didn't I? Um, yeah, I love it when the map bits are so clear and you can get all that detail. Very, very close to uh, uh, Vista El Val, um, which is another farm and you've got leecho just round the corner from it as well. It really is just a hot spot for amazing coffees. Um, Got some really great, really strong relationships and it's great to visit them because you can do them all in around about an hour. Anyway, that was the map bit. Even should mention Vista El Val, as Vista El Val is across the road from Arbar mill and is also owned by the cousin of Carlos, I know this because I've been to Costa Rica, don't you know? Right, now it's time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Funny that Steven should mention... I think him and Carlos have got, like, a man thing going on. There's uh, There's definitely some love there. Right, wipe you on pause. Going to go get tasty and delicious drinks. Be back with you in just a tick. A so I'm back. Let's get into this cup. So, starting with the espresso. Carlos, I've got like a man thing going on. There's uh, there's definitely some love there. So every time I have this coffee, the acidity is a thing that hits me. You don't find it often. There's probably three or four coffees that we have every year that you find this pineapple in. This is definitely one of them. There's a real peach and apricot to it, which is something which is much more common. But there's also... It's just like a fruit juice acidity. It really is sharp. And I know I've, I've used this descriptive for the last couple of years for it, but it reminds me of that Five Alive tropical fruit juice. And I know I've, I've used this descriptive for the last couple of years for it, but it reminds me of that Five Alive tropical fruit juice because you just get all of these different fruits all of the time. And it really is. It's a sharp espresso, but I like that sometimes. And I'm, 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 I'm liking that so into the milk. Acidity comes down, sweetness comes up. That works. You get a very, very definite coffee taste coming through as well, which is, which is, I like that in my cappuccinos because I'm kind of, I'm always looking for coffees that will work well in barista competitions and it always says the coffee has to come through and the coffee really does come through in that one. Um, That's a good cappuccino. Even if the the milk foam's a bit rubbish, techno. Even if the the milk foam's a bit rubbish, techno. Techno is put on the spot. I've made him rush to make these drinks today and he's, he's all flustered out there. He's uh, working with coffee that was hot out the roaster. So Now, this is where the tropical fruit comes in. It really is like one of those little Five Alive cartons. It is super juicy, super clean, super acidity, lots of different fruits going on. You can find super acidity. Lots of different fruits going on. You can find all sorts in there. Very clean, very well processed.